Welcome to the Men's Leadership Network podcast, where each month we're exploring what it means to be a godly leader in our homes, workplaces, and communities. It's Christmas time, and for a lot of us, this is a time of joy, fun, and connecting with friends and family. But for those of us walking through grief, loss, or personal struggles, this time of year can shine a light on the hard things that we're facing. We may be reminded of a recent diagnosis, loss of a loved one, or a relationship strain you're navigating. Grief and loss are hard things, and the holidays have a way of magnifying the hurt and pain, whether it's emotional, spiritual, relational, mental, or physical. If this is where you find yourself this year, know you're not alone. Our guests for today are Scott and Kathy Kuhn, and we're excited for you to hear their story as they share some of the loss and hard circumstances they've had to walk through as a couple and individually, including a cancer diagnosis, marital strain, and changes in their family dynamic. Above all, they have a story of restoration and hope, and throughout their conversation, The truth that is emphasized is this, healing truly begins when you turn your struggle over to God and focus on strengthening your relationship with Him. We're so glad you're listening today and pray this conversation fills you with hope and gives you a pathway to experiencing true joy this Christmas. And now, here's Pastor Jeff. Hey guys, welcome to Men's Leadership Network Podcast. So glad you're joining in today. and We have got a really special podcast for you. Uh, You know, with the holidays coming a lot of great things going on, and I hope and pray that you're having a wonderful time with family and friends, but also there can be a lot of pressure and a lot of things that you're feeling the weight of making sure that the holidays are perfect and making sure that you take care of everyone else. And so we want to minister to you during this time. We want you to feel God's presence with you, and we want you to be encouraged. And so today I am blessed to be joined by Scott and Kathy Kuhn, who are actually two of my favorite people in the world, but uh, also Kathy is our full-time counselor on our staff here at Rolling Hills and does an amazing job and speaks with so many men and women and marriages and families. And so she's got an incredible perspective. And Scott is one of the most talented, gifted people you'll ever meet. And uh, he has been through a lot in his own life, but here he is as a dad, as a husband. Uh, He has raised incredible kids. And so he knows a lot of what you guys, all of us are dealing with. And so I'm just so thankful for his heart and his perspective. And so, Scott and Kathy, thank you so much for joining us today. So glad to have you on the podcast. And I wanted to just ask you to tell us a little about yourselves, you know, how you guys met and how long you've been married. Just tell us a little bit of your story. Yeah. Uh, first of all, Jeff, thanks for having us. We are honored to be here and um, just excited to spend a little bit of time with you. But uh, we met about 29 years ago at a summer church camp. Uh, we got married a couple years later. We've been married almost 27 years. We have three kids. Our oldest kid is married, so we have a bonus daughter. Mm-hmm. So Brendan and Anna, uh, they're 25, been married about uh, a little over three years. Katie's 22. She's just graduated college recently. And Carson is 18 and just started college recently. Wow. So you guys have a lot going on in your life, and you've been through a lot of life, you know, yourselves. So Talk about your relationship with Jesus and how it's impacted your life, your marriage, your career, and what God's been doing in your life. I mean, Jesus uh, has changed everything Mm -hmm. in our lives. For me personally, you know, I grew up going to church and doing the things, but there definitely wasn't any fruit Mm. of of that relationship with the Lord. Mm. And I found in my late teens and my early 20s that I was living for myself, um, living for what I thought would fill me, you know, would make me content or make me happy. And it, it really resulted in a lot of sadness and a lot of heartache. And it wasn't until 
the destruction or not destruction, the almost destruction of our, our marriage at, mm. at rock bottom in our marriage that I surrendered my life to the Lord. And looking back, I can say I had that moment when I said, Lord, I don't know how to fix this. And I feel completely hopeless. Everything in my life feels completely hopeless. But I did know enough to know that to go to him and say, Lord, if anybody can do it, you can. Mm -hmm. I was recognizing that he was the one who would be able to do something. And so from that point on, there there was definitely hope in our lives and hope in our marriage. And there was still a lot of work to be done. Mm -hmm. Um, But the Lord has had us on this journey of wanting to share that with other people, you know, two sinners sitting across from other sinners mm-hmm. um, sharing who the Savior really is and, and where our hope comes from. And the Lord has just done immeasurably more in, mm-hmm. in our lives. And we'll talk, I think, you know, we'll share a little bit about some of the things that we've walked through other than marriage struggles. But um, the more that we are learning about who God is and his love for us, the more that we get excited to share that and and just really want to share that with others. Wow. Yeah, and I would I would echo a lot of what she said where certainly the first, I don't know, 10, 11 years of of marriage, I I can certainly say I was very selfish as well, very self-focused, very much a a a scorekeeping thing of what what marriage was about and my relationship with the Lord was not strong. Mm. Um and so, you know, by the grace of God, he rescued our marriage. Uh, we've, we've told that story many times and we're very open about it, but God did a miracle in our marriage and, uh, but he started with us each individually. And so I, um, I'm, I'm grateful for what he did for me. Uh, and my relationship with Jesus is so much stronger today than it was when we were going through those particular struggles. But I hope that that's my common thread in my life. And so, I want to serve and love others like Jesus did. Uh, that's what I strive to do, and it will impact the way that I look at life, marriage, career, everything. Uh, and I think serving in church is really just comes natural when you want to be more like Jesus. And I love our church, Jeff. Mm-hmm. I, it's been such a source of encouragement for me. It's helped me grow in my walk with the Lord. So I really want other people to know not only about the love of Jesus, but also to know how great my church is. Mm, praise God. Well, Scott, Kathy, talk about your marriage for a minute, you know, because the holidays, right? We're, we're in the holidays. It's it's all around us. And um, when, when things are good, they're really good in the holidays. But when things are hard, they're really hard. And when things are hard in your marriage, it really just kind of exacerbates the whole thing. And um and so could you talk about that, how the struggles were in your marriage and then how God brought you through that? And maybe there's some guys out there listening who just need to hear, you know, hey, I'm, I'm going through a difficult time or a rough patch in my marriage. How can I get help? How can I have hope? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, like everyone else, we have had uh, ups and downs. Uh, and while I would say we've had far more good than bad, we've had a couple of really hard seasons. You know, one of them we, we've mentioned already. Um, but also walking through uh, a significant illness last year with me with mm-hmm. a cancer diagnosis and walking through a, some, some tough times recovering from that. But, you know, I think when you walk through those difficulties, whatever they are, whether it's illness, relationship trouble, financial issues, parenting challenges, um, 
there's just a tendency, I think, sometimes, particularly as guys, not to open up. You know, I think maybe we're either embarrassed or we feel like we, we've convinced ourselves that we'd be a burden or something like that. But I just don't believe that that's biblical. Mm. I don't think it's God honoring. Uh, and, and I think we were designed by God to be part of a community. And by doing that, you know, we can not only get encouragement and support and, and prayer from other people, other believers, when we're walking through those valleys, it also allows us maybe at a future point to be able to speak into other people's lives as they're navigating their own valleys. Mm -hmm. um, and there's few things more powerful, I think, in life than another believer locking arms with you and praying with you and supporting you as you walk through hard times. We've certainly been the beneficiaries of that, uh, particularly last year as I walked through cancer and and Kathy and I saw so much support from our community, from our church, from our community groups, from our pastoral staff. We just want to continue to be able to do that for other people. Um, we think that that's what God's called us to do. Now, I would say, you know, as it, in relation to, to marriage and marriage difficulties or really any struggle, there's something about the holidays that exposes mm -hmm. a lot of what's going on beneath the surface. And I would encourage men, women, any anyone with, you know, just like Scott said, whatever you're walking through, when we were walking through a difficult time in the marriage, one of the one of the big pieces that we didn't have was community. Mm. And we attempted to do this alone. Mm. We never shared with anyone. Um, and we tried to do it by ourselves. And thankfully, the Lord restored our marriage, not to a place that it ever was, but more like his design for mm -hmm. marriage. And we're still not perfect. We're still working and we're still growing. Um, but gosh, I look back and I'm like, what, what if we would have had that man or that woman that we would have reached out to and said, we're really struggling. Can you walk with us? Mm -hmm. Can you pray with us? Can you point us to truth and seeking out wise counsel? Um, and so I think that's a big part of what our heartbeat is now is encouraging people. We're, we're all broken. We all need Jesus. Mm -hmm. Every single one of us, you do, I do, Scott mm -hmm. does. Um, and so none of us are, are perfect. And it's a gift to be able to sit across from someone mm -hmm. and to be allowed into their journey and into their struggles um, and to be able to to pray with them and hold their arms up when they feel like they can't hold them up anymore. Mm, wow. Well, I do agree. And I think, like Scott, you said to I me, mean, for guys, we, we just kind of go alone. We, we just say, you know, I'm going to fight through this. I'm going to make it happen. And and um, and we end up really struggling. And and I think, like you said, Kathy, I mean, just don't go alone. I mean, there's, there's help. There's hope. Get involved in church. Reach out, you know, with Kathy on staff. Was there anything, Kathy, just, I'll just think about this. Was there anything that you heard Scott say or you wish you'd heard Scott say in that rough patch of marriage as the wife that every guy listening, you would just go, man, if you said this to your wife, it would mean the world to her? Um, that's a great, that's a great mm -hmm. question. I think, I think the, and, and he did do this to, mm -hmm. to a certain extent, but the, mm -hmm. I'm not giving up. Like mm. I'm going to I'm going to do everything that I can possibly do to make this marriage work mm. and to make this a God-glorifying marriage. It's 
that fight, you know, it's, it's so easy when you're frustrated or you're in conflict or just to say I'm out. I mean, mm. that's honestly, it's, it's easier to do that sometimes than it is to stick around and to push yeah. through and to do the hard things and to have those hard conversations um, and to work on yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it was at the point that the Lord started having us focus on ourselves individually mm-hmm. and revealing the hard places in our heart and the sin in our heart. And he started to transform those and heal those that the marriage started to turn around. And mm-hmm. so we had to focus on our own sin or ask the Lord to reveal that in our lives. But I think the, I'm going to do, I will do anything you know, biblically speaking, Mm -hmm. that it takes Mm -hmm. to make this marriage work. I'm not going to give up on this. Mm. That's powerful. Man, I think think it's so easy for us to blame the other person. We spend time, but when we step up as men and say, listen, I'm going to fight for you. I'm going to fight for our kids. I'm going to fight for this marriage because I love you and Mm -hmm. I care about you. Man, that's that's a game changer Mm -hmm. right there, you know, and then to do the work, to do the work. Hey, talk about this because the the holidays are hard on marriages um, many times. Um, but they're also when we're grieving like our own loss, uh, and maybe, you know, this holiday season's different and there's somebody who's not around the table who was years before, or, you know, a, a parent, a grandparent, a great grandparent. How do you deal with loss during the holidays, especially? It It's hard. Yeah. And, and there's, there's nothing nothing that makes it not hard if that makes sense mm-hmm. like the the sadness and the grief is is actually a a biblical and a godly response to loss you know um but i think keeping our keeping our eyes and our focus on jesus and in the holidays the holidays bring back memories um sweet times bad times and so mm-hmm. things that we miss things that we long for but i would i would encourage anyone who's listening who's walking through a season like that don't skip christmas mm. because mm. christmas is why we have the hope that we have mm. christmas is the the birth of jesus him coming to life to walk this life out perfectly and sinlessly and then to die and take on our sin and his death so that we could be restored and we could be redeemed. And it's, it's the hope, the fulfillment um, of why we have hope of a day that's coming, that there will be no sorrow, that there will be no illness, that there will be no conflict and no hurt. And so focusing on why, and I know we kind of can use that really fast and just say, Jesus is the reason for the season, Mm -hmm. but no, Jesus is truly the reason for the season. And so your holiday might look different and, we recognize that we've had holidays that have been really hard after the loss of my dad. I mean, Christmas was his favorite holiday. He would, you know, after the day after Christmas, he would start counting down for the next Christmas. And so that first Christmas, and even, a, even to this day, it's still hard to not mm. spend that with him. But we have this hope that's in Christ of thinking like he's living that out, like in, in the face of Jesus. Yeah. And so we're still sad but we have that, but when I picture that, there's nothing but joy that can come, you know, from, from thinking about that. Mm-hmm. And so, so it is hard. It is hard. But, I, you know, I've been thinking about some ways to kind of navigate that. Um, and, and one is just what we talked about. Don't, don't skip out on Christmas. Focusing on God's truths. Um, do an Advent study and be reminded mm-hmm. of why we celebrate Christmas and what that means for us in our life when we have a relationship with the Lord. Um, 
you know, focusing on writing, journaling his truths and, and his goodness and his faithfulness. Um, traditions. Traditions can be hard when, when we're, you know, even, you know, conflict or difficult relationships, loss of a significant loved one. It's okay to not do the same thing that you've always done. You know, maybe you skip out on those traditions and do something new this year. Um, don't isolate. That's one of the biggest ones. Invite mm. somebody to come with you to, you know, wherever you are, um, to some type of event that reminds you of the purpose for Christmas. Here we have Sounds of Christmas. It's a great mm -hmm. one. Invite a friend. Invite someone else who might be lonely or who might be hurting in this holiday season. Find a place to serve. Um, when we focus mm -hmm. on the needs of others, it really, it really helps change our perspective. Mm -hmm. um, and then one other important one is remember that we all have something to be grateful for. And I, I was when when we lost my dad, the I remember thinking, do I pray? Thank you, Lord, that I lost my dad because I'm getting to experience you in this way. And then I realized, no, I didn't. Mm -hmm. It wasn't that. I say thank you that even though we have lost a significant person in our lives, you are walking us through this. You are our comforter. You are our strength. And so even though it seems like, according to the world, you might not have something to be grateful for, you do because of who God is mm -hmm. in the midst of what you're walking through. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's good. That's good. Scott, you got anything you want to add there? Yeah, I, I think, <clears throat> you know, I think Kathy said it really really well and i think it's you know it's okay to make new traditions mm -hmm. like she she referenced there it's okay to do things a little differently don't skip out um and just i think remembering that the day is bigger the day of christmas the reason of christmas certainly christ is bigger than all of us in our circumstances and just you know reminding ourselves of like she said the reason for the season like it's it's, it's huge when you've lost someone. At the end of the day, the Christmas season is about the birth of Christ mm -hmm. and what he's done for us. And so just, you know, keeping our, reminding ourselves of the gospel. Mm -hmm. uh, I have to do that frequently. And certainly at Christmas uh, and, and during the season, it's more important than ever. Mm -hmm. That's good. Hey, what tips would you guys give us? Because you have people in different seasons of life. So you've got You've got kids who are married who, you know, they may be home at Christmas or they may not because now they're going with the in-laws. You know, it's a whole different splitting time now. That's a different world. Uh, you've got kids in college that are home for the break and yet they're wanting to go out and hang out with their friends, you know. And, and so what, what are some tips that you would give us for making the most of kind of this holiday time that you have with family? Yeah, I'll, I'll speak into the maybe the newlyweds and I'll let you catch up with the college. Does that sound yeah, good? Yeah, sure. Um, so th it, this is a whole new normal. Yeah, it's, it's a whole new normal, but it's also an exciting one. And so I when when you have newlyweds, mm. so our, our oldest and his wife have been married for three years, and we so love her and we so love her family. And it is so important to recognize that, number one, Brendan is our oldest, that his relationship with Anna is now secondary to his relationship with the Lord. Mm. And so they now are creating this new family unit where they need to create their own traditions. And they also are navigating multiple families. And that is so hard. Mm. And so for us, we don't, I think we, we've talked about, for us, we don't have to celebrate that family time 
Christmas on December 25th. Mm-hmm. We're going to celebrate it with them whenever we can have time with them. And so we've learned to not say, this is what we're doing. We're doing it on this day because we've always done it. But to ask them, say, hey, what does this look like for you? Are you will you guys be in town? When will you be in town? And we'll make arrangements you know, to kind of work around it, that. And so as the kids get older, you're changing the way that you do things because your kids are in different seasons. And so I would just say, be patient with them. Mm-hmm. Recognize that this is new and it's a lot for them to maneuver through. And honestly, it doesn't have to look the same as it always did. Mm-hmm. Like if you can find ways to get together, even if some years you may not even get to see them on Christmas Day or the days around, you know, FaceTime, find a way to serve a family, you know, create an Amazon wish list for a family and work at it together from different locations or whatever that looks like. But just be mindful that it's it's hard on everybody and they need to create their own traditions for their little family. That's good wisdom right there. Thank you. Yeah. I, yeah, she said it beautifully. I think we really have tried not to put pressure on them mm. and try to let be recognizing that they are a married unit and mm. their relationship now as a husband and wife is more important, honestly, than, than our relationship with them. And that's hard to adjust to. Mm. Um, but as far as like the college kids, like it's important. We've tried to re- recognize and remind ourselves that everyone's life looks different now that, you know, the college kids are navigating a new normal for them, they've got more freedom in their life now, and uh, and they're trying to navigate that new season. And for us, we're trying to figure that out as well. And so just reminding ourselves and remembering that they have friends that maybe they haven't seen, that even if they're home, they want to go out and hang out with their friends. And that's a good thing, you know, that that they have things they want to do. And so I think for for us, we've tried to focus on quality over quantity. We certainly want as much quantity as we can get. I think when kids are younger, you have to have the the quantity as they get older. Certainly when they don't live with you, you just naturally don't have as much quantity of time, but you can still have really good quality time. It may not be on December 25th. Maybe it's Mm -hmm. a, maybe you make a huge family dinner on December 26th or December 22nd or whatever that date looks like for your family. But that's been important for us. And then having a conversation with the kids with all of them so that you're on the same page. I think setting expectations Mm. so that no one's surprised or gets their feelings hurt or doesn't feel wanted or whatever the situation is. I think just, just having those conversations is really crucial. Mm. That's really good because unreal realistic expectations is what gets so many people in trouble, you know, and well, dad thinks this, mom thinks that, or, you know, my spouse thinks this, or, you know, why, why are we going through so just being upfront, man, that's good. That's good. And I think initiating that conversation, you know, so often we sit back and, and let it all play out and then people get their feelings hurt instead of us stepping in and going, hey, you know, I don't make this awkward, but hey, let's just be sure we're, because I care about you, right? You know, it's that caring enough to confront, you know, that makes sense. Hey, what are some of your favorite ways to celebrate the holidays as a family? You know, you, you talked about some new traditions and creating those of, what what are some of those things that you guys have done well as a family? You think? Yeah, we we love we just love Christmas. I think <laughs> both of our families that was a big deal when as we were growing up, and so hopefully we've instilled that in our kids. And and certainly we have some some great traditions here at Rolling Hills that are mm-hmm. kind of new. Where we you know the Christmas Eve service is mm-hmm. such a great thing that that we always come to. Um, 
even before Kathy was on staff, we, we did that. So, uh, and then the sounds of Christmas mm -hmm. is such a cool thing. Mm -hmm. You know, the first year I had heard about it and I was kind of like, oh, you know, I've been to musical, you know, church things before Christmas. Well, you know, yeah, sure. I'm sure it's great. No, it's, it's so much more than that. It's really, really cool. And so that's, those are certainly, you know, ways we celebrate, but we, the kids all get Christmas pajamas on Christmas Eve. Like that's just something Kathy's always done. And, um, you know, and, in Christmas movies, we have a couple of Christmas movies that we make sure that we watch every year, usually as a family, usually in those Christmas pajamas, um, you know, checking out Christmas lights and, and drive around to the different things is, is huge for us. And then, you know, trying to find opportunities to serve, you know, that's a little harder with the kids, mm -hmm. uh, not living in the same town with us now, but, um, that's something that we, we want to do as a family. And, and you mentioned it, I think yesterday in, in the service mm -hmm. was, was finding new traditions. And so we're, we're kind of looking for some new things to do this year, maybe to, to start some new traditions. Mm -hmm. You want to add anything, Kathy? I, I mean, I think honestly, for me, anytime I can have all of them together at the same time, <laughs> like, I don't care what we do. I don't care what we eat. I don't care. <laughs> care like let's well let's, scott's such a good cook yeah, i'm sure right. <laughs> everybody Anytime, comes over for that's that that's exactly right that's exactly right we brisket have, nachos are never turned away uh, no matter the day the yeah. best <laughs> i think really trying to be flexible is what you know our our lives have been you know a, a whirlwind with having the the number of that we have in our family mm. and their schedules and living in different towns and different cities and so um really what can we do that we've done that we love and then what can we start new is mm -hmm. really but if i can just get them all together um i'm a happy girl yeah <laughs> I'm a happy that's girl. awesome that's awesome well hey i wanted to ask you guys this so you referenced earlier about scott having cancer and all that he went through last year how has that impacted or changed your thoughts on the holidays and on your time um in your marriage with your family with your kids i in such a powerful way, mm. you know, <laughs> we didn't know if we would have last Christmas or we would have this Christmas together. And, um, that certainly could have been different, but the Lord, um, the Lord has, I, I would say healed, he's in remission. And so, um, there's, it's such a reminder to focus on what's important and keeping the main thing, the main thing and not getting caught up in the weeds in the things that, that aren't truly significant and aren't truly important. And so I think that's one of the reasons, you know, I just love having everybody together at one time because I thought, you know, there were moments when I was like, I, I don't know if he's going to be celebrating next Christmas with us or the next Christmas. And so being intentional with, every possible moment that we have is so important. Mm. Yeah, I, I was, we were talking about Thanksgiving at, at the office the other day and, and I just, I was actually talking to a, a customer and I just, we, we got done a pretty deep conversation and I said, you know, I really want to be grateful and generous and, and so grateful because of what the Lord has done that he has at least at this point healed me and we really didn't know if that was going to happen. I mean, there we had some really frank, difficult, open conversations about what life would look like uh, if I didn't make it, and and that was certainly a, a huge possibility. And the Lord has healed me to this point, and I want to be grateful 
for the rest of my life, not just for healing me, but for the, what he's done in my life outside of that as well. And just want to be generous. I think the Lord has blessed us so much. Um, and, and most of us probably listening to this today have been blessed so much. And just, I just want that to be my goal going forward is to be grateful and generous. I think mm-hmm. if I can do that, it will be, um, that, that's what the Lord has called me to be. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, speaking of that, Scott, what do you, what do you guys both, what do you want your legacy to be? Yeah. I mean, that's certainly something that I thought about a lot. Um, you know, there were, uh, there were times last year where I, um, I recorded videos for each of my kids, um, that they would play if something happened to me. And so I thought about this question a lot. Um, and I guess I used to think that legacy was about your name and money, like remembering your name and how much money you left to your kids and Certainly, I, I do think I have a responsibility financially to Kathy and my kids if I do, you know, die prematurely. But but that's not what my legacy is or what I want it to be. I want my legacy to be Jesus. Um, I want my legacy to be that I point my family to Christ. And I don't know that there's a, a better time or a more powerful time that you can point towards Christ than when you're walking through a tough season uh, whatever that is. And for, for me, <clears throat> that was a focus of mine when I was sick was my life here is short. And whether it had been 46 years or whether it's 96 years, that's a relatively short period of time. So I only have so much time to point my family to Christ. And so did I do that during that time? And now am I doing that as we have thankfully gotten through that time? And so to the best of my ability, I want to point my wife and kids and my friends and my coworkers and my, you know, community group. I want to point them to Christ. I want to live like Christ. And so it's easy to say it's hard to do. And so I certainly fail at that, but it's something that uh, prayerfully is my goal for the rest of my life. Kathy, <laughs> you follow that? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think I can. Um, and I will say that this guy here lives that out um, so well. Um, and I want to be just like that. I want people to say she didn't miss a chance to tell us about who the Lord is and. Over her lifetime, she continued to grow in Christ-likeness and grow in her love for others. Well, Scott, I'll tell you this. I didn't mean to bring it down, man. <laughs> <laughs> man. Hey, Sorry. I, no, it's, it's, it's so powerful. I mean, it really is. And I think it's such an incredible truth for all of us, man. Life is short. We don't know. We just don't know. And for us to make the most of every moment and for us to point people to Jesus, um, he's the only one who's going to last in this life and the life to come. And, uh, and, and I will say you're a miracle, <laughs> um, but you've also are living it out. And, and you have incredible kids who are walking with the Lord, who love Jesus. And uh, you have made such an impact on um, our whole entire church, you know, and in so many lives. Uh, and I'm thankful for you. Um, and, and, 
you know, we talk about here at Men's Leadership that when you impact a man for Christ, you're impacting a marriage, you're impacting children, you're impacting a, a church, you're impacting a workplace, you're impacting a community, but you're impacting generations. And, and that's what we see. And, and I, I just thank you for doing that and for living it out. And um, Kathy, thank you for ministering to so many people. And I know during the holidays, there's going to be people who need counseling and that they can come to our church and, and get help and get hope. Uh, and so having you here um, is so powerful. And, uh, and I just want you guys to know how thankful I am for both of you and how thankful I am for every man who's listening right now. So can I pray for us right now? Oh, Father God, we need you. Um, God, life is short. And yet, Father, we pray that we would be men after your heart and that we would get it. Um, God, just like we've heard today, we'd be intentional. We'd be intentional in our marriage. And God, I know that there's struggles that are going on in every marriage. And so, Lord, let us not run from those. But God, let us be bold uh, to step up and to fight for our marriage and for our family, for our kids. God, let us love like you love. Um, let us be self-sacrificing and putting others before ourselves. Um, and God, the holidays are here. And, and, and God, I pray that it'll be great. I really do. I pray that, God, we would get it and that we would realize that we are creating uh, for our kids uh, what their memories are going to be. And so let us, God, be flexible, as we talked about, with time. Um, but let us be intentional to point our kids and our family and our friends and our community to you. And so, Jesus, thank you for Scott and Kathy Kuhn and, Father, for their marriage, for their ministry, um, for their friendship, God, for the difference they make here at Rolling Hills. And, God, we pray that all glory goes to you. And it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Wow. Man, thank you so much for joining in today. It is powerful. I hope and pray you've been challenged. I hope and pray you've been encouraged. And I pray that you'll take this with you into your home, into your marriage, into your family, um, because you're making a difference. And, guys, we are praying for you. And so be watching every Friday for the Man Minute that comes out. We're going to recap over the next three weeks uh, from this conversation today and just help you grow uh, to be the man that God created you to be. And then be looking next month as we have our new podcast and we continue on this journey together. So know that you're loved today, you're prayed for today, and thank you for joining in. God bless. Thanks again for tuning in to today's podcast. We pray what you learned will help you as you strive to become a better leader in your own home, workplace, and community. Once again, if you found this content helpful, we hope you'll subscribe, comment, and share this podcast with others. And be sure to join our email list to ensure you never miss an episode as they come out the first Friday of every month. You can do that now and find all our past episodes at mensleadershipnetwork.com. Merry Christmas.